Have you ever noticed how everybody wants to undress God, yet nobody wants to undress themselves? Think about it. Everybody wants to know everything about God. What is his nature? Who is he? Where did he come from? How did he create the universe? How did he make up the atoms? What is in the galaxies? What are we made of? What is the spiritual state? Everybody wants to know everything about God, yet nobody wants to let God know everything about them. Moshe on the mountain. Oh Lord, please Lord, show me your glory. Just let me see your glory, Lord. I want to see your glory. Have you ever thought about the fact that maybe God wants to see your glory? Which really is His glory being displayed in you. After all, God did create you for Him, for His glory, for intimacy into me see. He created you for an intimate relationship, for his purpose, not yours. And he wants to see you the way you are, intimately, without the covering, without any clothes on, without any masks, without any clothes, without any robes, without any lies and deceits. He wants to see you the way he created you to be. Like we always say, I came out naked from my mother's womb. And yet, ever since that day, you keep covering yourself up, keep hiding your true identity. Besides the fact that you wear clothes, obviously, you also put on makeup. And if not makeup, then you dye your hair. And if not dyeing your hair, then you put on piercings and you put on tattoos and you develop addictions, and you develop sarcasm and cynicism and all kind of perverted behaviors that only hide the true nature and your true identity in which God has created you to be. So you spend most of your life putting up layers, not taking them off. When God created Adam, we are told they were naked, but they were not ashamed. Because they were clothed in light, in God's glory. God saw their glory, which was his glory, that dwelt in them. Because they had intimacy. There was nothing that separated them from God. Just like when you have intimacy with your wife. There is nothing that comes between you. No clothes, no blanket, no sheets, no nothing. You have complete intimacy. That's what God wants to have with us. And instead of you keep trying to undress God, I think it's time you start undressing yourself. Get rid of your addictions. Alcohol, cigarette, pornography, sex, you name it. You know your addictions better than I do. Yet I know that you do have your addictions. Because you don't have God in your life. Don't think just because you say you believe in God, everything will be fine. Everything is automatic, instant sanctification. No. There is somewhat of a instant sanctification to the fact that you, if you commit your life to Yeshua, that is, believing is not enough, but you have to commit your life spiritually, mentally, physically. Commit it. Say, God, I am yours. Do with me as you will and mean it. You do that, you receive the Holy Spirit. 
and the progress of progressive sanctification begins. And if you let God, if you allow Him, if you submit unto Him, He will slowly but surely start removing those extra added layers that you've put on along the years. You know, that layer of that perverted language that you use, the sarcasm, that thing you always tell people when they say something, you try to mock them, that, that behavior that you always kind of do. You know, all those little things. I don't want to give you specific examples because I don't want to limit it to any one specific thing. But there are all sorts of acquired behaviors that we do that are not holy and are not from God. If you know the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, as mentioned in the Scripture, then you can look in the mirror and identify in yourself what added layers you've put on to disguise and cover up those God-given qualities that are inherit from Him to His children, that are created in His likeness. See, if you really want to have intimacy with God, God is not the problem. You are. God is. Always was, always is, always will be. God is always the same. We are the problem. We think we are waiting on God, but it's really God waiting on us. See, we might wait for Him on time, you know, as far as waiting for the Messianic age, waiting for the redemption, waiting for the kingdom to come. Yes, that is true. But when it comes to our personal, individual, spiritual journey in growth and development, God is waiting on us. Because you have to make the decision and then you have to follow it up with action. It's not enough to decide to quit smoking. It's not enough to decide to quit joking around, making sex jokes. It's not enough to decide. You also have to back it up with habitual action to the point where it is a habit and it has become a part of your character, a part of who you are, meaning you have it written on your heart. And it all comes down to that. You have to have the Torah written on your heart. It is the only way that you can truly uncover yourself and return to the original state in, you, in which you were created. You know, think of gold. To be purified, to have pure gold, you have to get rid of the impurities. The gold is in there, but it is polluted with all the impurities that have to be burnt off. Same process. See, God created everything for a purpose. Why do you think he created gold that way? To represent us. Why do you think he created diamonds that way, made out of coal? To represent us. Everything that God created in the universe is a metaphor. It's a mirror, a reflection to our spiritual identity, the way trees grow, a seed after its own kind, everything after its own kind, the stars rotating in a sphere, endlessly in a circle. Everything has a purpose. Nothing is arbitrary. Nothing is random in this world. Much to the contrary of the atheists who claim everything is random. See, I don't understand how you can even think that. It doesn't even make sense. Nothing is random in this world. And yet they claim everything is random because there is no God. But we talked about it. It's not science that they believe in. It's just rebellion. You know, God is not the problem. You know, if atheists say they don't believe in God, that's a lie. 
That's not the problem. God is not the problem. It has nothing to do with God. Take God out of the equation and tell me this. Why do you not save yourself for marriage? Why do you not hold on to your virginity and give it to your husband to whom you remain, you remain with until the day you die? Why don't you honor the codes of nature and keep sexual relations between a man and a woman? No, they don't do that. They pervert everything. And yet they say God is the problem. God is not the problem. God has nothing to do with it, actually. It is just you that hate order. You hate what is good. You hate what is moral. You hate what is right. Well, so why do, let's say there is no God. Well, so why don't you do what is just and right? Why don't you take care of the widow and the orphans? Why don't you show mercy and grace with justice? Why don't you, you know, refuse a bribe and actually punish the guilty and let the innocent go free. Why don't you do that? God or not God, why don't you keep the good and moral laws and instructions of the Torah? It has nothing to do with God. You claim there is no God? Good. Well, you should still do it because it is right. It is moral. It is honorable. So, you know, their argument is all over the place because they are all over the place. They're just a bunch of babies trying to make up excuses on why they don't act right. They want to disprove the Torah, make the Torah lose the authority, say the law is not the law, so they can commit their crimes, just like the mobsters do. So, don't follow the stupid ways of all these heathens and the atheists and all those stupid people. They're all stupid and they're all going to burn in hell. Now, you could follow them if you want to, but then you as well will burn in hell. So, the question that remains is, do you really want to uncover yourself? Get rid of that color in your hair. Get rid of those piercings. If you can, get rid of those tattoos. Stop driving that whatever convertible, expensive, luxury car and get something normal. Get rid of that fancy haircut. Get rid of those fancy brand-like clothes and start wearing something simple that doesn't carry another man's logo and brand on it so boldly as if you are promoting for them, as if you are a walking banner Promoting their God, Nike, Louis Vuitton, you name it. You know all of those brands that you worship. Stop chasing things of this world. Stop chasing status. Stop chasing your expensive sport equipment. Get rid of that stuff. You don't need it. If you are a follower of God, God will not send you jet skiing. God will not tell you to go snowboarding. God will not tell you to collect golf balls or golf rackets or, or tennis rackets or all of that useless stuff that only distract you. It is just another layer that you need to uncover if you want to draw nearer to God. All of that stuff that you harbor in your life is only keeping you further away from what you claim to be your goal, which is intimacy with God. So if you don't want to be intimate with God, it doesn't matter, do whatever you want. But if you truly want God, if you truly love the Lord, if you want to love Him, if you want to know Him, if you want to be close to your Maker, then you have to sacrifice those things. If you want to have sexual relations with your wife, you have to take off your clothes first. <laughs> it's just how it is. God is spirit. If you want to draw near to Him, if you want to be intimate with Him, you have to remove those spiritual layers. Yeshua said, lay not treasures on this earth. Treasures don't have to be financial stuff. It could be your haircut that you love, looking in the mirror every time you walk past, just to tell yourself, oh man, I look good. It could be anything. It could be your stylish clothes. 
it could be your car, it could be your pet. Yeah, we know about that, the worship of the dog. Instead of worshiping G-O-D, they worship the D-O-G. Every yard has a fence that says, beware of dog, instead of beware of God. But all of these things, you have to get rid of it. You cannot serve two masters. And if you want to draw near to God, you have to undress yourself. Get rid of all of those unnecessary layers, whatever it is. Maybe it's those movies you love, cult movies. See, Stephen and I keep shrinking down and reducing the list of stuff that we see because we keep growing in our spiritual journey. We keep being sanctified. We keep growing and becoming holier. And as we draw nearer to God, there is less that we could endure and watch because we notice just how wicked and evil most things are. Movies that we used to enjoy, we cannot watch anymore because it, it, it troubles and grieves the Holy Spirit within us. We cannot do that because we get closer to God. We start seeing things from His point of view, from His perspective. And we realize, we can't help but notice how evil this world is. And everything of it, the culture of it, the religions of it, the practices of the people, obviously the people. The closer you get to God, the less you can have of this world. Meaning you have to get rid of more layers, and the layers are everything of this world. Adam was created with nothing. We were created with nothing. Yet, as we grow older, as I said, you grow in this world and you start adapting and embracing those layers. You start collecting all these photographs, all these memories, all this spiritual baggage in your life. Get rid of it. Why are you holding on to all these photos of you from the seventh grade? What good is that going to do to you? Keeping those memories alive of you partying and drinking. And why, why do you need that stuff in your life? If your goal is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, if you want to be transformed, if you want to have a relationship with your maker, that's not going to get you there. Stop trying to impress people and start impressing God. See, you, you hide yourself, color your hair, put on piercing, build up some muscles, because you try to impress people by thinking that they will appreciate more the image you create for yourself instead of trying to impress God by holding on and representing the image that He has created for you. If you want to impress God, trust me, He likes the shape, the image, and the shape, and the way that He has created you initially than the image and the shape that you are trying to create for yourself. All that fakeness, all those plastic surgeries, all that makeup, all that color in your hair, what is all this uselessness? Witchcraft. That's really what it is. You're trying to influence people. You're trying to seduce. You're trying to look more sexually attractive. Why? Why do you need to attract anyone? You want to be close to God? Be like an old brown shoe. Nobody looks twice at an old brown shoe, except the one who wears it. Be God's old shoe. Let him use you. Let him walk with you. Let him talk to you. And let the rest of the world don't even know you exist. Unless you want them to, which means you are not of God at all. See, I don't want anyone looking at me. 
But God, I talk to God all day long. You know, it gives me comfort. He's always with me. He doesn't sleep, no slumber. He is always woke, always watching over me. Even when I sleep, when I wake up, all the time. And I talk to him nonstop. I don't want to talk to any of you, though. <laughs> I go outside, I do my shopping, my groceries. I go in and go out. Unless Papa tells me to talk to someone, give anyone a word, I don't need to open my mouth. I only talk when he tells me to talk. And it's the best thing ever. Because his yoke is easy, not hard. I don't need to impress a thousand different people. I don't need to start people-pleasing and tell people what they want to hear and develop all these social skills to get along. I don't care about any of you. I care about my maker. I only do what he tells me to do because he loves you. I could care less. I don't even know you. But he does. He's the one that you belong to. He's the one that created you. He's the one that you will answer to on the Day of Judgment. And so will I. See, Ezekiel tells us, but you, the watchman, if you don't tell the people disaster is coming and it does, they will die in their sins. But I will hold you accountable because you have not warned them. But if you do warn them and yet we do not repent, they will die in their sins. But I will not hold you accountable because you have warned them. See, I am warning you right now. Judgment is coming. The end is coming. You are all going to face your creator and answer for your crimes. Not against humanity, but against the maker of humanity. And unless you repent and start uncovering your mess, your humanity, it will not end well for you. But as for me and my house, we will serve Adonai.
faith is small And I need a touch from you And your book of books lies undisturbed In the prayer from me Like a fire that once burnt bright and clean, replace the lamp of my first love that burns with holy. I want to take your word and shine around, but first help me just a little bit, Lord. And when I'm doing well, help me to never see the crowd. Giving glory to you.